Hey everyone, and welcome to SatsMate Podcast by Paul. Now, in today's discussion, I want to talk about how one should navigate the housing market in 2023 and 2024. I know over the past probably 12 months now, there's been huge interest rate hikes. And with this, it's caused the cost of borrowing to go up significantly. And, you know, what used to be a $2,000 mortgage a month now ends up being $3,400 a month. And with that, a lot of people are kind of saying, you know, what should I do? I, you know, I need to get a house soon. I've been waiting and now it's starting to get out of my affordability range. So first and foremost, I'll kind of give some tips in this video on what to think about, things that you can do to better position yourself, and some of my thoughts, because I'm actually currently looking to get a house in the next couple of years too. So the first most important thing I think one can do is put 20% down. In the long run, you're going to end up paying less if you do this, because if you think about it, it's going to take a larger amount of the principal down. And then uh, if you look at an amortization table, you can see that the interest over the life of the loan is less. And I know it can be very hard, especially in this market, to accumulate 20%. But if you're just to look at things from a total cost of ownership perspective, it, it could be less in the long term. I think oftentimes we can be convinced, hey, 1% down, 3% down, 10% down. And then people tend to say, well, I'll just take the difference and then invest it myself. That's good, but if you think about it, that's not risk-free because if you go and invest that difference that you would have put down towards the mortgage, you could actually end up losing that. There could be a downturn in the stock market, um, and it's just better to honestly be more risk-averse when it comes to home ownership, from my viewpoint. Next, I'd say 20 to 30% of your after-tax income would be a good place to look at. You don't, you know, the lenders right now, they're approving you up to like 35, 40% of your debt to income for a house. You don't want to listen to that metric because the lenders, they don't have your best interest at heart. They're just trying to see if you can service the loan. So I think in, in situations like that, you got to be very careful because there's a lot of sharks out there that really want to try to optimize their income and they're willing to sell you whatever they can. And as we saw in 2007, 2008, people were over leveraged significantly and this ended up hurting um, a lot of people. In fact, they ended up foreclosing. Another thing, like I see this all the time too, and you know, everyone's different, but I see sometimes people kind of looking at things emotionally. Oh, I'm gonna have a kid in you know, October, November, so I need to get a house ASAP because you know, this is part of the American dream. And then people will just rush in and get a house even though they're not ready for it yet. They don't have the 20% down or maybe they don't have the total income to comfortably afford that house. So I think there's a lot of things that we can get emotional over or, oh, this is the last home in this community. I see that one too where people are trying to get into a certain community or a certain neighborhood and they're just willing to do anything to get there. And that's definitely not a route you want to take because in the end, you're stuck with that for, for years because closing costs can be very expensive uh, and, and the realtor fees and all that kind of stuff. So just keep in mind to not just fall into the hype and do what everyone else is doing. Make sure you're ready and you can comfortably afford the payments.
I think, you know, this is another thing I'm doing right now as I'm looking right now and I'm shopping rates. I'm looking at three to five different banks and or credit unions to see what gives me the best rate. Now, obviously you want to have a good credit score, but so, you know, the rates jump if you have below a 750 and then it kind of goes tiered from there, 650 and below 550. Point is, if you have excellent credit, you're going to get a better rate. And better rate means you pay less money. So you want to optimize your credit score as well. But at the end of the day, shop around because if you go to, let's just say, Quicken Loans, they may give you a deal for, you know, a 7.2% rate. Whereas if you go to your bank, like Chase, they may give you an 8.5% rate. So it, and that, that's a huge amount of money over the life of the loan. Next thing I, I'm using is this app called Zillion App. I'll try to link it in the podcast notes, but it actually kind of sh- tells you whether you should keep renting or buying based off of a calculation of what makes the most economic sense. And there's all these formulas and stuff behind it. But I actually looked at it and it does offer a pretty good benchmark of whether you should rent or buy. So I'll leave that in the description. It's not a referral bonus or anything. I just found it a useful app. And the next thing, try to reach out to your peers. You know, where I'm staying now, I have a pretty good deal on my on my rent, but that's because I, I reached out and I spoke to someone and said, hey, do you have any anything for rent? I, you know, and just kind of talk to people because they may have a spare apartment or they're out for nine months of the year or something. And then they can give you a rent that's like 20, 30% below average just because it's sitting vacant else, elsewise. So that's something you should really consider doing if you're trying to get a really good deal on your, on your, on your rent or your mortgage. Now, lastly, this is probably the most important thing is stay patient. I think over the next six to 12 months, we're going to start to see things move sideways or even go down. And I know life events happen. I know we're all eager to get a a nice property with some good land. We may be sick of living in an apartment or, or condo. Point is, don't just rush in. If you made it this far already, you can make it another couple months, six months to a year, and then you'll also potentially get another twenty to thirty thousand dollars that you can have to improve the house or just put towards the down payment. So, think about things you can do to um, kind of hold off. Look at side income as well. That's an important thing. Maybe you can Uber a little bit on the side or DoorDash. But I think staying patient and not making any emotional decisions right now will be materially impactful. Lastly, and I just wanted to bring up this last point, is is really look at the fact that if the markets go down and you put a small amount down, you won't be able to refinance. All these banks and lenders are saying, hey, if you just put down 5%, you're going to be paying a high mortgage rate of 8%, but guess what? A year down the road, two years down the road, you can just refinance. That's a lie. You need enough equity to be able to refinance about 20%. So you don't want to be in a situation where, where you're underwater in your mortgage and then you try to refinance. That's not a good situation to be in because markets right now, the principal value of homes is tending to go down right now. So that's so important. That's why it's good to put down a healthy down payment so you're not left high and dry when it comes to refinancing something. And I do think rates will go down 
in, in the next couple of years, but we don't know when, and we can't bank on that. So we need to prepare for the worst and hope for the best. Anyways, guys, you let me know what you think. I'm currently going through this process, so I'm going to try to make a few of these house and rent rental videos or podcasts, but it's just something that I, I think we should just be talking openly about right now because things are crazy, and I think it's good to kind of lay things out and talk through them. Anyways, hope you guys have a good day. Satsmate out.